COVID-19 has impacted every corner of the economy in some way, and that includes the trucking industry as well. I'm joined on the line now by the president of the BC Trucking Association, Mr. Dave Earl. Dave, thanks for taking the time. Uh, thanks for having me. So, I mean, when you talk about trucking, we've often discussed it as an essential service through all of this. And, uh, you know, it seems to be one of the industries that maybe doesn't get as much attention when just talking about, um, you know, that there isn't as much business, right? Because trucks are still moving across the country. So probably to the naked eye, it doesn't appear like there has been as much of a slowdown. But uh, you've got some surveys out and you've put some stats out here looking at March and then into April when we had the first full month of COVID-19. And uh, yeah, there's there's been some problems. Can you maybe go over a little bit of some of the uh, downturn that we're seeing when it comes to trucking in Canada. Sure, um, you know it, it's uh, it's a story that hasn't been told to date, and uh, you know there's been so much work done, and our, our members and the drivers are, are so heartened by the support that they've got from the broader community. Uh, and now that we've uh, we've come through that that initial crisis point, uh, we started looking and working with our members to get a sense of the impact. Um, as much as trucking is an essential service, uh, it's still a service, and um, you know at the, at the most technical term, uh, when there isn't stuff to move, our members don't have work. Um, so what we've seen, and we've gone out uh, with a couple of surveys uh, you know, on, a, on a regular basis to our members, and the numbers are, are just stark. Um, where we're at is that the companies on average, and we had a very good response rate from our, uh, our, our member surveys, which tells us that this is a key and, and critical uh, area for them. Um, they're just under a 30% drop in revenue. That's the average drop in revenue. Um, so that's everybody under the sun. That's everybody from people who are moving dry goods and groceries all the way out to doing specialized work. It's been a big hit across the board. Um, the companies that have been really hit um, by by the the, the pandemic uh, are motor coach companies. Um, you know, these are the scheduled intercity buses, uh, the charter motor coaches, the seasonal work. Um, their revenue is down ninety six percent. So, I mean, I guess that's mo- mostly a result of people can't go anywhere, right? So, I mean, we're talking motor coach companies. That's a mover of people, right? And if people aren't moving around, then there's not really much work for them to do. Correct. You know, and this is one of those impacts that uh, when you look at it, it makes sense when you, when you think about it. The question becomes is how do we help support these companies restart their businesses and survive um, to the point that we, uh, when we do move back to a state um, that we're able to operate uh, in a manner that, that's consistent not only with public health guidelines but with public expectations, um, how do we ensure that these companies are viable and that they're, they're around at the time? Um, it's extraordinary the impact. Um, again, with those motor coach companies, um, the vast majority of them um, have temporary laid off uh, employees. And I mean, we're not talking one or two. Um, you know, we were talking 25 in March. These are the average employees being laid off by companies. So 77% of companies had laid them off. By April, that climbed to over 92%. Uh, of companies that have laid off uh, staff, and it's the bulk of their staff mm-hmm. um, simply because there there is no work. It's not as catastrophic um, in the in the trucking sector than broader company and uh, broadening trucking sector. Um, it's still pretty dire. Um, you know, thirty seven percent of survey respondents had to temporarily lay off an average of five employees in March, and by April um, it was over half of businesses reported to laying off an average of twenty two people. So, you know, with the downturn uh, in economic activity, as much as the industry is an essential service, um, there's an awful lot uh, of, of companies that are really struggling to survive. 
Um, and, and looking specifically at the motor coach industry, one of the things that uh, you, you know you put out here in your statistics was that uh, an average uh, 96.1% drop in revenues. That was after April, which was just a further 4% reduction from March. And I was just wondering if that was maybe a, a bit surprising because I expected that number to be quite a bit uh, bigger, right, just in terms of the uh, a larger drop in April just because there was still half of March, right, where things seemed somewhat unaffected. Mm-hmm. But what happened, of course, in March, um, this is when the seasonal companies uh, would really start to operate and really start to move. Um, you know, what we saw is anything that was booked, any charters, any team movements and stuff, that all evaporated right away in April. That was just a complete shutdown. Um, intercity travel stopped. You know, so we had this really hard, really harsh stop very, very early in the pandemic in March. Um, it's continued into April where there are some companies doing some very specialized movement of workers, for example, to either construction sites that are still operating or mine sites. Um, and that's basically that little piece of the 3 or 4% of the, uh, the pre-COVID revenue that continues. Um, but it was a real slam on the brakes in that sector. And uh, it was just as uh, those companies, particularly the ones that rely a lot on seasonality, uh, were starting to get going. Mm-hmm, yeah, that makes sense. So the, the people movers obviously not... Um, you know, just don't have a lot of work going on right now, but there is still supplies and goods being shipped across the country. And, um, you know, how, how is that specific, uh, you know, looking when talking about the moving of goods across across Canada? I mean, uh, in March, there would have been a lot of orders, right, that would have been put in for, for product to be moved mm-hmm. in February. So I would think, you know, through the beginning of March and, and the end of March, right, when we started to really see the impacts of COVID-19, that there would still be quite a bit of movement. And then in April, I imagine things really started to, to slow down. Um, is, is that continuing right now? Is that slowdown really being felt? I mean, we're starting to see the economy begin to o- open up, but I can't imagine it's having a huge impact just yet when it comes to trucking. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, it's when you look at the statistics and see where we're at, we saw those breaks come on in March, and while some companies were, continue, were able to continue to operate because they're moving essential consumer goods, um, there were other companies that just ceased uh, all operations, frankly. Um, an interesting anecdote is building supplies and building materials. So we saw this complete um, you know, shutdown in that sector uh, at the back end of March because nothing was happening in the retail setting. People uh, weren't doing a lot, a, a lot of buying. Um, come into mid-April, we saw a little uptick in that area because people are now at home thinking, well, you know what, I'm going to get to that home project. and I'm, I can go to a retailer. I can get the paint. I can get what I need. Um, so there's a little uptick there. But this general malaise that we see because of economic activity in every sector really affects our sector because simply we are the ones that move goods uh, from one point of the economy to the other. And it's until we see, um, you know, a, a stabilization and a restart in various areas of the economy, um, we, like every other sector, are really going to find operations incredibly challenging. Um, I'm sure you've had a chance to look at the, the BC restart plan a little bit and just you being with the BC Trucking Association. I just wanted to see if maybe if you've looked at that document at all and, and gone through some of the phases and, and, and maybe looked at a particular timeline when things might start to get a little bit rosier for the trucking companies? Like, do you look at maybe as a phase three as a potential time when things are really starting to kick into high gear a little bit more in this province and then we might start to see a lot more work for BC truckers? 
it, it's a really hard one to look at, but I'll, you know, and we've spent a considerable amount of time trying to do some projections and analysis, but we have no frame of reference because, frankly, we've never done this before. Mm-hmm. But there are there are elements that we look at and say, okay, you know, where are we going to be able to see where we're at? Um, I am hopeful. I have no data to support it, but I'm hopeful that we are, as we say, exploring the bottom. Um, you know, we've had this place. We've had the economic activity ceased in a lot of sectors. We're seeing it restart a little bit very cautiously. So perhaps we can look at this and say, um, you know, that we may be at the bottom. Um, if you compare it to the public health uh, analysis, you remember, you remember hearing talking, uh, Dr. Henry talking that we won't know we're past the first wave until we're past it. Right. We won't know if we're at the bottom until we're, we're past it, but we're hopeful. The biggest thing that we see in terms of when will it change is not the regulatory basis, not the directions from the public health officer necessarily, but it's the actions and decisions in the public. Uh, when people start feeling comfortable and feeling that they have the ability to re-engage, that they have the ability um, you know, to return to work and we see uh, operations start to uh, to reopen, when people feel that they can go out for dinner safely, they can get their hair cut safely, um, that's the real key. You know, so it's really important that all of us are very attentive, you know, to, to what the instructions are and what the directions are from our public health officials and then to recognize the opportunities that those present. You know, when we do have these structures in place, uh, we do have these safety precautions in place, it's really important for companies to communicate with their customers that, yes, you can come. We are working in uh, inside compliance with directions from the public health officer, and those directions can provide a safe environment. Um, it's going to be a big change. Um, you know, when you think about air travel, you think about motor coach travel, um, people should expect to be wearing masks when they board those, those uh, transportation vehicles, for example. Um, you know, that should be an expectation that that's coming because that's how we create that safe environment. So we're going to be doing a lot of work to make sure that our members are safe, the drivers are safe, and we're operating in a manner that gives the public confidence uh, that they can re-engage in the economy. Um, uh, last question here for you, Dave, but uh, ha- has the government done enough? Do you think that there has been enough support that has been offered up to those in your industry? The government has been incredibly responsive. Um, I have never had the pleasure of working with any level of government um, who has been so attentive, cooperative, and really focusing on how do we restart the economy, how do we support businesses. Um, every initiative we've gone forward with, um, you know, if we haven't been successful, we certainly have, have seen some progress, um, but they've been very, very good. Um, it's rare um, that I think that uh, we can look at our, our, our political leaders and say, you know, they've, they've really uh, tried to turn over every possible rock and look at everything uh, to be done to support industry. Um, we will have further asks. We will need support at a business level, not just at an individual level. Um, for example, wage subsidies are great if you can pay a wage. Um, But if you have no revenue coming in, that's not really helpful. Mm -hmm. So there are elements like that that we'll be working with government to say, you know, how can we support these industries that are in crisis? Um, But they've been very good so far. Well, Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Really do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully things start to pick up and get a little bit better. But as you said, it's, it's really hard to project. So we'll just have to monitor and wait and see. 
absolutely. And again, I'd encourage everybody to really take a look at uh, where they're at and uh, be attentive to the public health directions and think about how they can re-engage in our economy. Perfect. That was British Columbia Trucking Association President Dave Earl. Dave, thanks so much for uh, taking the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's weird. When you look out on the highways and you see a lot of trucks still moving up and down, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like that particular industry is being hit the same way others are. But I guess, you know, when you're not seeing as many cars on the road, you're just not noticing maybe the same volume of trucks either. So it, it's definitely there. And, and we talked about some of the stats there. And there's definitely been a hit. And uh, it's something, of course, we need. It's an essential service, the trucking industry. We need to get goods moved across this country um and uh, once more orders start to pick up as the economy starts to recover hopefully we'll see a little more movement of goods and that'll help with those truck drivers here in our province